Welcome back to Pigeonhole Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple of goalies that have taken one too many pucks at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world, so be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. I just kind of wanted to thank the listeners that have tuned in for our entire two-month existence since we celebrated our two-month anniversary of this podcast on on this past Monday. And so, yeah, we just wanted to thank any of you listening in for that. We've grown a little bit quicker than I expected us to, which is fantastic. So we're doing something right. And uh, we hope you continue to stay with us as we continue to get even better at this. So that said, Steve, I wanted to comment that I'm wearing my, uh, I'm super stoked the ECHL is back and I'm wearing my Utah Grizzlies especially made for me because they had a whole big old thing during COVID. They're going back to like the IHL uh, look. So I got the green version of the IHL Utah Grizzlies. And I got Jamie McLennan, number 29, as my hoodie specialized here. So pretty excited to be wearing it. Very excited to be going back to ECHL hockey. Couldn't get to Friday's game because no one would go with me. But I am going to Saturday's game with my buddy. So I'm very happy to be able to go back and see some ECHL hockey here in Utah. What are you wearing, man? Um, well, I hope you're wearing something. Let's start with that. Yeah, well, I work from home all the time, so of course I have no pants on. But uh, I've got the awesome Skeletor ugly Christmas sweater going. So, uh, oh. and Skeletor is also in my mixed bag of. So my my office is a mixed bag of hockey and movies and TV shows because I've got a lot of space in this one. So it's it's <laughs> with this one wall is so bizarre. Uh, Lionor from Thundercats in the wall, Skeletor, and then some of my Habernack stuff in my custom Gallagher jersey that I wore uh, when I met them for the Halloween game last season. So, uh, yeah, and I'm drinking Diet Coke because it's been a long day of work so far. So, need a little bit of an extra pep, and uh, I'm a fat dude, so regular Coke won't cut it. Both me and you have a hockey-heavy paraphernalia. I think my my mixture is a little bit different. Mine is airplanes and hockey stuff, and that's really it. I'm looking around. All my furniture is old, antique, collectible. Not collectible, but I collected it. You know, some career stuff, some airplane stuff, and hockey stuff. That's basically my hockey vibe slash, you know, plane vibe. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm usually working in here or doing a podcast, so... Occasionally watching, you know, some sports in here when I want to hide from the family. But uh, yeah, to, to hockey, my friend. Let's talk yes, about let's talk about this triple goal club we referenced back. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago in a podcast. Yeah. So for people that don't know, the triple gold club are players that have won the Olympic gold, World Championship gold, and Stanley Cup. And you know, I hadn't been following this, you know, much. Until, you know, Sidney Crosby had, you know, joined the World Championship of Hockey. And that was just a ridiculously stacked team that year. Um, you know, go back and look at that roster. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty heavy team. And I was wondering why Crosby wanted to do it. And again, just to add another accolade to his already impressive resume. But then it sparked the triple gold thing. So I went back and I looked at the list. I'm like, yeah, there's not a ton of guys on here. Just for this list, and of course, there's bigger lists too that we'll talk about later. But 
it's a pretty impressive list of hockey players and not an easy one to get. No, so, it's not. And then some of the players would actually surprise you. So, yes, because like I said, I was surprised why, you know, why would Crosby want to go and join the World Hockey Championship? And I'm, again, not knocking it, you know, but normally when you're a player of Crosby's, uh, you know, stature, you're taking that time off, you know, rest up and get ready for the next season. But um, let's jump into this list and talk about some of the players here. Is anybody that made this list that really made you just sort of shake your head so that I would never, you know, thought they would have made that list? Looking at the guys on here, kind of actually, I, I wouldn't say I'm terribly surprised by any of the recent guys. I'm not surprised by Boymeister, Datsuk, Perry, Crosby, Bergeron, Taze, Stahl, Samuelson, Zetterberg, Cronwall, Pronger, Frederick Modine, maybe? I would guess I'd be kind of stunned that he's on the list, not that to take anything away from the player, but I'm just like, his name just doesn't jump out at me. He's like, wow. Okay. That's, but a lot of these guys now, Yuri Slieger, he kind of stands out for me as well. Yeah. Uh, but the older guys, I, I can't say I know a lot of them. I would say the guys that were kind of got on the list first in like the nineties and eighties, I just I'm probably not as familiar with some of the guys. So I'm not going to say that I'm stunned they're on here and not on here, but no, I mean, beyond that, those are the only two that were kind of more recent. Yuri Slieger and Frederick Modine that I'm surprised. I'm surprised truthfully when I saw this list, the dominator wasn't on here. So he must've not done a world. He didn't do the world hockey championship. Yeah. He didn't get the world hockey championship. Cause he's got, which is funny, right? Because there were yeah. so many off seasons he had and, one, you never know. He may have played in the World Hockey Championship and just didn't get the gold. Yeah. Yeah, he may have. Because the the you know the Russian teams were usually pretty stacked in this tournament. And I'll have to go back and look. But, you know, to be honest with you, from what I was told, prior to, I think it was, you know, prior to, you know, like, say, 2005-ish, right? Um, not a lot of NHLers really jumped at the chance to go to this. And... You know, you know, some guys would, but a lot didn't jump in. It was a bigger deal for the European players. So, um, you know, so again, I'm, you know, that if you look at the Czech teams, if they're not, they're going up against well-stacked Russian, Swedish, you know, Finnish teams, right? Which, by the way, there's not one Finnish player on this list. Yeah, there's not one American either. So to to get to give everyone a dead giveaway here, we basically got Sweden, Russia, Canada, the Czech Republic. I think that's it. What's, what's interesting though is so Yager won this back in 1998. So uh, I wonder, you know, what's going on there? Is if that's when did the Wings win their cup, right? Or what was going on with Hasse? Because if you're in the playoffs, you know, if if you're in the playoffs and you're disqualified, unless right, unless you're really really close to you know you, you get eliminated right away well so technically I, uh yager didn't really earn his triple gold until 2005 yep yep um, because i remember i mean obviously i remember both stanley cups with yager and the penguins and i remember being the only person in my entire school that called the czech republic to win the gold in 98 but yeah world championships he didn't get that first one until 2005 because he got he has two of those okay so this list is really impressive, right? You know, and it's an impressive feat when you look at what they're doing. Uh, by the way, the only coach is Mike Babcock to actually. Be Are on there any goalies on this list? Yeah, there's one goalie. Um, 
Uh, I think tr- it says triple goal goalies. Now let me look at the names here, because like, that's what we were trying to go over. We'd have to look at everybody on the list to figure this out. And you know what? I don't think I see one goalie's name on here. Yeah, I didn't see a goalie. Yeah, I don't think there's one goalie on this list, which is which is amazing, right? You'd figure at some point one of them would want to jump on over there and you know go grab this to make this to make this list, but. Yeah, the recent guys, because like I said, now it's starting to pile on up. And, and actually, here's what I want to talk about. I think Eric Stahl, when you look at his, his is pretty impressive, right? Because he won the, uh, he, he gained the membership in 2010, okay? So he won the Olympic gold in 2010. He won the world championship in 2007, right? And yep. then, but he won the Stanley Cup in 2006. He did it really quick. Yeah, like he he pounded that thing out, you know. And I think the I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, I think Stahl won his world. I think he won his world junior after he got his cup. I'm gonna have to go back and look at his stats, but there was something even more particular about Stahl. Like he had a strange way of getting you know all of his accolades. So because he he was young, Being talented. He, yeah, when he got <laughs> yeah. his. When he got his yeah Team Canada for the 2000 World Championships in Moscow, I looked it on up. Yeah, uh, he, he still went back to Team Canada in 2000 World in Quebec and won silver. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna look that on up because I want to see what he did with the World Juniors and when he got. So I'm almost positive he got gold there. So we'll step back to that. But you know, pr- impressive career to start off with Stall, right? No kidding. And then you got Taves right next for Canada. You know Bergeron. Crosby, one of the more underrated players on this list is Corey Perry. You know, he's one of the more hated guys in the NHL because of his style of play. But he's a winner. You know, he's always, always, always been a winner. Now, he's won at every level, and he does show up for big games. And even, you know, with the in in this year's playoffs, even up into the cup, Corey Perry was still there. And talk about a bargain at, a, I think, a million dollars to get him into that lineup, right? So, uh, yeah, so like I said, kudos to him. Datsuk, of course, deserving on that list there, too. Um, so many great players. But the one that stands out to the most to me is Scott Niedermeyer. Because another one that you could say has won at every single stinking level is Niedermeyer. Like, I know he won uh, the Memorial Cup in juniors, won the, you know, uh, World Junior Championship, you know, <laughs> turned around and then won all these other things too, right? So uh, one of the best skating defensemen to ever play in the NHL. So, um, yeah. and then a good throwback for you, man. Uh, good old Sabre, Alexander Mogilny on this list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got my, uh, I've got my Mogilny. Actually, I got two Mogilny jerseys. I got the Russian All-Stars one, and I've got the uh, retro Vancouver Canucks Mogilny jersey. So I collected a lot of Sabres that were no longer Sabres or pre-Sabres jerseys at one point, so I ended up with a lot of Sabres stuff. But again, I've reduced my jersey collection. I have reduced it. Another interesting thing to point out here is the uh, Detroit Red Wings connection with the Triple Gold Club with the Swedes. Lidstrom, Cronwell, Zetterberg, and Samuelson. And their records are, are, are so not all of them 
are identical, you know, but pretty identical here, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, well, actually, those those four guys are three guys: Cronwell, Zetterberg, and Samuelson. Identical records, right? They made it in June of two thousand and eight. You know, they won their gold. You know, they won their world, their Olympic gold in two thousand six. You know, the world championship in two thousand six. You know, then two years later, their cups with the Red Wings in two thousand eight. So, you know, really cool way of doing that. And then I think, you know, the only one that's going to vary a bit from that is Dad Souk. You know, his, he made it in 2018. It took him a little bit longer to get there, you know, because of that, you know, um, you know, having to win the Olympic gold medal, right? That one took a yeah. little bit longer for him. So, and that Olympic gold, you know, the Stanley Cup, I believe, is the hardest, you know, in all of professional sports, the hardest trophy to win in race, right? It's just such a grueling battle to get there. But the Olympic gold is equally as tough because it's every four years. So your window and your opportunity to actually make that team, because you could be a sniper one year, right? And be doing really well, but the year to qualify, you could be having an off season. You may not make that team. So it's a, it's a this is a really impressive list and, list and tough to get on it. And uh, for the viewers, there's other stuff that's thrown out there, like the quadruple gold and all these different other, you know, things. Because when you look at some of these athletes, man, they, like I said, you know, going back to Niedermeyer, for example, he won at every level. You know, he won the major trophy at every single level, which is just mind-blowing. So, and then, you know, going back to other names on this list, the good old Peter Forsberg uh, and his uh, <laughs> and his avalanche buddy, Joey Sackick, was there too. You know, again, I love to refer back to the Mads Naslund, one of my favorite players to ever don the Canadiens jersey on that list. So, uh, so yeah, for everybody, check this on out. It's It's really, really impressive. I would like to know, you know, who was the, you know, which goalies, if, if any had ever, you know. I'm not seeing any goalies yeah. on this list. Like I said, I mean, the guys I'm impressed by being on this list, not not impressed. These are all really impressive names, basically. But just like guys like Larianov, he's stacked. He's, I mean, you're talking about like multiple of each, not just one. But three Stanley Cups, four championships, two golds. It's just multiple times over. Some of these guys are so stacked, specifically, especially Fatisov. <laughs> like, so actually right here, it's named Dominic Hasek and Martin Berdur were the closest goalies to doing a triple gold club. So what don't they have? The world championship? So Hasek, had, yeah, it's going to have to be the world championship. Yeah, because they both got cups, clearly. Yeah, they both got cups. They both got Olympic gold. Because you can't forget the heartbreak of Canada up against Hasek when the Czechs took their gold medal. Yeah, you know, you don't have Gretzky shooting, which is hilarious. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a tough one. Is just the oh, hell yeah, that... Gretzky's not on this list, is he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's not. Oh. And, you know, what's what's interesting, you know, Lemieux? is... Yeah, Gretzky and Lemieux are not on this list because they never went and played the World Championship. Because, like I said, that it wasn't a big deal for Canadians to join that you know, in a specific time frame, like guys just didn't want to go over and do it. And then now it's become a priority, right? For guys yeah. to go on over, represent and take home this, you know, next accolade. So, so yeah, everybody check out this list, you know, give, we'd love to hear your opinions on this because, and, you know, at Chris point out, there's some guys that, have, you know, are just stacked with it. And it's usually the, you know, uh, you know, it's a European, you know, Russian players that, you know, are more stacked in this area, you know, before, um, because of the world championships, right? Because those guys would go frequently to it. 
And before guys even played in the NHL, you know, they they were out there, you know, time after time, you know, winning the uh, playing in the World Championship. Those Red Army teams were just ridiculous at one point, just ridiculously talented and stacked. So, so yeah, McGillney got his USSR. Yes, he did. 1989. I mean, the Triple Gold Club, I, I wasn't really aware of it until you brought it up, probably because I'm American. I wasn't aware of it at all. So when you brought it up, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't I don't really know what you're talking about. And when I looked at the list, I understood why. You know, America would have to win a gold. And it's not 1980. So until we win that gold medal, you're not going to have an American player on that list. And that, Olympic, soon. and that Olympic gold is now like every year you go into the Olympics, any team can win this this tournament now, right? So yeah, look at teams like Germany coming up. Mm-hmm. Silver medalist. Who would have picked that, man? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say so. Yeah, the Germany service, and again, that was everybody with a level playing field, right? Everybody that didn't have pro hockey players ever sent over. So that's, you know, really leveling off the field. I think the next Olympics are going to see NHL participation in it, which is now going to make it. And they've announced that NHL is going to participate, yeah? Yeah, they have, yeah. It was a big thing for the players, right? They they love that experience. And, you know, they want to go out there and compete in that tournament. So no knock against the last one because it was still exciting. But the difference that you saw was the finishing of plays, right? You know, you didn't see those, you know, amazing, you know, top shelf type goals right and you know really crisp passing plate ones right because you know the difference is is, again it's not knocking the talent of those players to get to that level and play there you have to be a talented hockey player but that difference in that level of you know uh let's say somebody at that level that were playing that tournament in an nhl you know shooter is you know those those nhl top tier players they just have that extra touch and split second timing behind them that's why they made it there yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, and, you know, I, I always refer back to this one because Paul Bissonnette used to get crapped on all the time by people and he would stand up to him on Twitter, right? Like, oh, you're, you're just a hack. Like, all you can do is fight. He's a good hockey player, right? You know, he made, you know, the under 17, I, I think it was the under 17 or under 18 to represent Canada at one point. And you don't make it in the NHL if you don't have talent. But that's what it comes down to, right? Like, if Biz has an open net with a goalie sliding across, you know, I, he just didn't have that talent to put that puck in such a spot where the goalie couldn't get to it, right? Where right. you throw in a you throw in a sniper like an Ovechkin, man, that's just gonna bury that shot, right? And that's just a whole. There's like just different levels of that talent, right? So, you know, there's nobody in the in the NHL that doesn't deserve to be there. You know, you er- you've earned it to get up there. You're a talented hockey player. It's just that next level of talent, right? So, again, it wasn't exciting Olympics to watch. I think most of the world was rooting hard for Germany to pull it off. Um, I was. Yeah, because it would have been a great, you know, a great upset and a great, uh, you know, finish in that. But, hey, you know, um, it still made it exciting. The, uh, going back though, on the women's side, though, I still can't believe the coach not putting those twins on to start off the shootout against Canada. They just mind blown. <laughs> I, I what 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 are the name of those twins again? Um, the Lamoureux twins. I believe yeah, I believe that's their names. Just uh, they just I think they just officially retired too. I think it's the Lamoureux twins. Yeah, so I'll I'll look we'll look that up just to confirm. But when the one came in on the Canadian goalie, 
Hey, she made moves that NHL players, you know, couldn't have made. She juked that goaltender. And I just stood up and went, oh, oh, that was filthy. And then immediately looked over that coach and said, why was she not your first shooter, right? If you know somebody's got moves like that, you should throw that person in first because that just shakes a goalie's confidence, right? Yeah. It's hard to get back when you've been beaten so badly like that and get back into form, right? So uh, that was my only knock on the USA coach on that one. I'm like, I would have put both those twins out in the first shots. <laughs> right? Yeah, so honestly, it was uh, it is. I was correct. So it's the Lamaru twins. It's Jocelyn and Monique. Yeah, Jocelyn, yeah. So, yep. And who scored the goal? Because that was filthy. So that Jocelyn was, scored that shootout goal. Yeah, so Jocelyn, that was disgusting. In you know, and as in, in the goalie term of you just obliterated her. That was amazing. So um, you know, kudos to you in that move because you know we're we're in a split household. We're two Canadian parents with two Canadian slash American daughters. So my oldest daughter, you know, gravitated towards the American hockey team, which she'll you know she'll have some regret when it's Team Canada men's team. But uh, <laughs> but, but the uh, yeah, you you just knocked her socks off with that move too. So again, kudos to that. You know, and, and back to everybody on this other list here, man, it's just impressive. The next Olympics is coming up when then? Twenty twenty two? I believe so. Is it London again? I don't know. We'll have to look because COVID's got me all yeah, we can look that one up as well. We're gonna have back to back Olympic years. I'm gonna be in my like so anyone that's listening, I'm also a massive Olympic geek. I love, 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 love just soaking in as much. There's there's things I'll never watch outside of the Olympic Games that I'll watch in the Olympic Games because I'm like, well, this is it's for the it's for the gold. So there's a like I won't watch regular curling. I'm I'm not in a Canadian bar. I won't sit there and watch curling. But if it's the Olympic Games, I'm like glued to the TV. You know what I mean? And I yeah. like curling. I had a blast doing it in Ottawa. The 2022 Olympic Games are in Beijing. We're back in Beijing. Oh, back in Beijing again. Okay. We, weren't we just there in 2008? I uh, could have been. I don't pay attention to really what place it's in, except if it's Canada or the U.S., to be honest with you. Well, I'm hoping Salt Lake City's in the bids for, uh, uh, I don't know, the 2028 games and 2032 games, I believe. That would be... That would just be awesome if we could if we could get the games back here in Salt Lake City. I would be, I'd be thrilled. But I'd be here for all of it, man. I don't know what I would do. I would just be like I went to the Vancouver Games in 2010 and I had a blast. It was fantastic. I had a friend. She had an apartment there. I uh, stayed with her and I just, you know, got out there and experienced as much as I could. I couldn't believe the price of tickets though. They were just off the chart. I made good money and. I couldn't afford the bulk of tickets to any event. So that was just kind of my 2010 Olympic game experience. Anyway, hockey fans, it was great chatting with you or to you once again. Good talk with you, buddy. But yeah, thank you all again for tuning in. This is Pigeonhole Hockey. This is Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And we'll catch you next time.